performance was pitiful from start to finish. There was no tempo, there was no approach. It was the same tedious, stultifying, boring rubbish. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Uh, Newcastle 2, Wolves 1. Uh, Newcastle have been struggling in recent weeks after you know, a brilliant period in the build-up to the World Cup, but yeah. back to winning ways uh, without probably being at their very best today. Yeah, but they're never going to be at their very best because off the back of the result that the result that uh, run that you're talking about, Nathan, affects kind of confidence. You, you lose your kind of rhythm, that kind of little bit of a belief that they had early in the season. You felt they got to, they got into a mindset early in the season where you know ahead or behind, they just felt as if oh, we're going to come back and win this game. You, you kind of when things are going well for you. But when you start kind of uh, dropping off a little bit in terms of performance levels, you get in a bad run, you start to doubt yourself a little bit. So that's exactly where they were coming into this game today. So yeah, if they were going to get a win, and I thought it was a must-win for them today in terms of their Champions League uh, ambitions, just felt they had to beat this Wolves team today, particularly with the games they have coming up, needed to find a little bit of a spark today. And I thought Isaac, to be fair to him, probably just provided it probably was the difference between the teams. Eddie Howe made five changes from the game against Manchester City last week including the full front three so we yeah. brought Jacob Murphy in brought Sam Maximin in brought Isaac in uh, and they more than justified their selection yeah but that's an indication as well the amount of changes that he's made he's kind of searching for something he's not entirely happy uh, with, with what he's saying he's looking for kind of a win, winning formula particularly high up the pitch that front three and I didn't have Joe Lindsay today he was out and he's been a big player for them uh, this season but the form of Almiron has kind of uh, uh, dropped off since the early part of the season where he was absolutely kind of uh, phenomenal so yeah just feel as if he's searching a little bit I think he's kind of quite happy in terms of the defensive unit kind of midfield three more or less kind of uh, picks itself but he's just looking for that bit of a cutting edge a little bit of inspiration kind of high up the pitch in terms of his front three and uh, he's probably searching for that priority today but probably after it particularly with the substitution of Almiron um, when he came on I thought he gave them uh, gave them something as well like you know so yeah they're in a good place certainly in a better place now in a better place in terms of our league standing after today but I think like mentally psychologically in a far better place uh, Alexander Rizak came in for a massive transfer fee from Real Sociedad he's had a big struggle with injury it hasn't hindered them because they got the other response managers want when you spend a lot of money your other striker steps up and Callum Wilson was brilliant ahead of the World Cup he's now having a massive dip if you look at Isaac's performance today, does he look like the man to lead Newcastle for the rest of this season and maybe even over yeah. the coming seasons? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the future. Wilson, I like, to be honest with you. But I think Isaac has a better all-rounded game. Saw a bit, a bit of that today. He looks a bit more comfortable when he has to drift into the kind of wider areas of the pitch. Callum Wilson's at his best when he confines himself kind of to the width of the penalty box and inside the penalty box. He's kind of a good finisher. But Isaac today, particularly first half, got played a little bit a couple of times over the top down the left-hand side. Looked very comfortable there getting on and driving that people in 1v1 situations in the box and looking looking to link up so I think he is an upgrade on Callum Wilson they need them both don't get me wrong between now and the end of the season but yeah I think Isaac's the future just needs a bit more game time get himself up to match speed yeah and he could still be a pivotal player a pivotal player for Newcastle between now and the end of the season they're right there now Newcastle they've games in hand and Tottenham above them and a Manchester United and they play Manchester United uh, after the international break trying to predict this with yeah. Liverpool losing to Bournemouth yesterday that this is a, a huge opportunity for Newcastle with the inconsistency of Spurs and Liverpool to probably get to where they want to be a couple of seasons before they expect it to be there 
Yeah, I think so. I think nobody was talking about it in those terms prior to the start of the season, challenging for those Champions League positions. But sometimes a window of opportunity just presents itself. You could probably argue maybe similar to Leicester City under uh, Brendan Rodgers a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, a couple of the teams above them stumbled and there was an opportunity for them to grab one of those Champions League places. They didn't. They kind of seized up, tensed up a little bit the final uh, two months of the season. It was two fifth place finishes for them. So like I said, window of opportunity for them. They didn't take it. I think it's similar for Newcastle uh, this season. We're waiting for one of those teams to put a run together like six, seven wins on the spin. Those teams in and around the fringes in the Champions League. It might be the case nobody does it. They all end up limping between now and the and the end of the season. But somebody's got to take those remaining last two Champions League places. Two weeks ago, it was hand on hat. Really United probably had that third position. But you know, you wouldn't be as comfortable, as confident now, um, predicting that Manchester United are guaranteed one of those Champions League places. They're in a little bit of a difficult moment uh, at the moment. We saw the suspension of Casemiro is not going to help them going forward. So, yeah, grounds for optimism for Newcastle. And even the likes of Brighton might be thinking, just going to hang around, just find some kind of run, four or five wins on the spin is going to propel us up towards those top four places. Down the other end, then, there's nine teams in a relegation fight. Oh, don't ask me to name them. I, I won't ask, you, I won't ask you to name the three, but uh, if, if Wolves could have completed the comeback and won that game, it would have been huge, moved them six points clear. From what you saw, Wolves today, like it was scrappy. They don't offer a huge amount up front. The lowest scores in the Premier League sums that up. What do you feel about their performance and where they're going under Lopetegui? Yeah. Couldn't look at that performance today or generally how they performed all season and say, oh, absolute given they're going to stay up. Still feel as if they've probably uh, got enough interest. He went to a back three today when Nathan Collins came on. Just feel as if that might be... Um, the solution for the maybe uh, going forward between now and the end of the season so it'd be good for Nathan Collins getting a bit of game time under uh, under his belt I know they're, they're struggling to score goals him and Ayers absolutely you know no confidence whatsoever but there is some quality you know, if you're looking around the team thinking well, they got nothing there like Neto made an impact today uh, Podens Triori uh, got some good options really high up the pitch midfield good quality footballers in there hugely experienced team Dawson's an experienced uh, defender who's come in so really they tick a few boxes particularly when you look at the teams in and around them so still feel as if they'll be okay probably put uh, Crystal Palace into that category as well probably would say both of them are safe and then you're looking below that between them and the, the teams below Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports Nathan Collins got 20 minutes at the end as part of a back three. He's obviously dropped out of the side over the last couple of months and we're all wondering how worried as Ireland supporters and followers of Irish players in the Premier League we should be about that. It's going to be very difficult unless they move to a back three for him to get past Dawson or Kilman. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the experience of Dawson and obviously Kilman got the, the armband today, so obviously that tells you the stand in which the manager uh, holds him. So yeah, so it's going to be a tough one for him. It's not ideal for him in terms of his development. Sure, he went there with Wolves, got into the team straight away, and you thought, happy days, this was great. Uh, getting a lot of minutes and that'll help him kind of sharpen up his game particularly with the international games coming up in February but it hasn't happened is it but I still think he's got enough money in the bank certainly with the Irish manager uh, you know every player is a little bit different some players really struggle Nathan in terms of being out of force to him you know really lose a bit of uh, rhythm to the game I think kind of Nathan's kind of uh, young enough. I think his game is kind of sharp enough. I think he can cope with the t- amount of time that he spent out of the Wolves team. I still expect him to come into the Ireland team. I expect him to play uh, against France, and I expect a performance for him. You know what I mean? He's had a great, stellar start, really, to his Irish uh, uh, career. 
So um, I think we'll need him, uh, to be honest with you. We need him to turn up uh, at, in Dublin in a couple of weeks' time and put in the type of performance that we used to see from him in a short period of time in an Ireland jersey. is going to be important for us. Good news today as well that Gavin Bazunu had a clean sheet against Manchester United, which should be a nice little confidence boost for him. So we're two weeks away now from yeah. France. Looking at the Irish team and... Stephen Kenny what he might try and do in that game it probably feels to me maybe there's eight nailed on selections uh, you can uh, shake your head and disagree if you want but no. Bazunu in goal the back three of Collins Egan O'Shea the midfield three of Cullen Malumbi and Knight and then Evan Ferguson would start up front so you have your right side of player your left side of player and somebody to play up top alongside Ferguson Firstly, do you, do you, you're nodding along, which is a real rarity. No, no, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. I don't think you're too far off. I think it might be an argument for Seamus Combs again, a lot of kind of game time. Well, that's what I was just going to ask because we did Everton last week and he was, we probably saw him in the opposition box, which was maybe the most interesting thing, more than we've seen him in recent times. Yeah. Uh, was excellent again for Everton yesterday as they kept a clean sheet. So that feeds into some of the selections he has to make. Matt Doherty's not playing for Atletico Madrid. Got a couple of minutes last week. Does he play Doherty at right wing back? Is Coleman able to play as a right wing back now or is, is his spot only as part of a back three? Yeah, I think you're right. I think probably uh, he was asked Shane where he'd like to play in this order set up at the moment at this stage of his career probably say right of a, a central three but I don't, don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't see the likes of Nathan Collins or Darrow Shane necessarily kind of uh, stepping down so I think you're right if he's going to play it's going to be as a right wing back. Is he going to be that kind of marauding overlapping kind of right wing back? Has he got the energy levels that he had say 10 years ago? No, he doesn't. Maybe maybe Stephen might be looking for that against this kind of French team with Seamus' experience and his defensive qualities even in a right kind of uh, wing back position he might lean towards uh, Seamus for this particular game so play five at the back basically yeah but yeah, well, yeah but just uh, he can still get forward and still be encouraged to get forward but I think he knows against France we're going to get penned down they're going to take the ball off as they're going to have to defend for a significant periods of that game and Seamus is a very experienced operator whether it's in a, a playing right back in an orthodox four or a right wing back in a, in, in a, in a five he's still going to have to defend that area of the pitch or he's someone who you'd want really in the trenches with you not so much in the trenches I'm talking about last ditch taxes and stuff like that but something to keep a clear here to make good decisions from a defensive point of view so I think Shames will be pushing actually for the starting place but you're right could flip Matt onto the, into the left wing back position don't think anybody's nailed down that position Nathan in that area of the pitch and you're right that central striker is going to be very important I think Everson Ferguson will play I think everybody's in, a, in agreement on that despite his relative inexperience and the quality he's shown I think the man's that he has to play it's just uh, it'd be interesting to see who, who the manager sees who's the best foil for him in this particular game going to have to play a counter-attacking game I think against France so you're looking for somebody players up front who've got real kind of pace who can kind of play over the top and get you in behind quickly on the on the counter-attack so maybe you're looking at the likes of probably Alba Femi maybe gets the nod ahead and maybe Adam Oida and kind of try Parrot uh, from that point of view because it is hard to tell from what we've seen from a club level as to what would work at international level sometimes he sort of plays up top by himself with two real attacking midfielders just off him sometimes they play Danny Welbeck in the cup game against Liverpool they played Danny Welbeck up alongside him it didn't seem to particularly work so the way Ireland plays is very very different from the way Brighton play 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I think it'd be fine because of the, the all-round game that he has. I think he can play in any. I wouldn't look at Evan Ferguson. He, he can only play in one particular system. You're right. I think he can play as a lone central striker. He's kind of got the presence, physicality, can play was kind of back to goal and kind of link things up. I think he'd be more than comfortable playing with somebody alongside him. I think gen, genuine, you ask any kind of central striker, would you rather play on your own up there, have someone alongside you? Nine times out of ten, oh, yeah, I'd love somebody with me. You know, to share the load a little bit, somebody in contact with me, can work a few little kind of combinations we can kind of play off each other I think Ferguson's capable of dropping in and linking things up as well technically he's very good like so then you're looking for somebody maybe to spin in behind that bit of an injection of pace that's why I come back to uh, Obafemi Oba again I mean Adam Eder's like no slouch uh, don't get me wrong but just feel as if might lean towards that kind of parent that explosive pace of uh, Obafemi doesn't lack in confidence either you wouldn't imagine he's going to be overall by the occasion you feel as if he'd really kind of fancy his chances very kind of explosive uh, player you know capable of moments of magic we've seen already in an Ireland jersey so yeah I think you're right Nathan probably two or three max in those places uh, uh, up for grabs Christoph Kelly Football on Off The Ball with Sky watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports